bless the name of the Lord. Breathe through me. Live in me. Let your glory reign in me. God bless you, Shiloh family. So glad to have you with us this evening. What a wonderful day it is to worship and praise our God. God has been tremendous and wonderful and worthy to be praised. We've got a special day today. This is an exciting day. I am so excited that God has done a tremendous miracle. And, uh, and I want to spend a few moments with, uh, with the miracle man and his miraculous intercessor who bombarded heaven to bring him back. Oh, you know who I'm talking about. We are so godly proud and so loving of our dear brother, the Reverend Jackie Williams and Sister Niecy Williams. They're joining me today via Zoom. I'm so excited to welcome him. God has saved and preserved him from COVID-19. And what a mighty God we serve. They look beautiful there. God bless you. Come on, we want to thank God for you, my brother. We're shouting you out in the, in the comment section already. People are excited to see you. It's so good to see you. We know you have been through the fire and through the flood. Yeah. But thank God you thank came you. through under the blood. And that thank woman by your side? You talk about yeah. a ride or die chick. She was with you, boy. She was praying, pulling down heaven like you wouldn't believe. She had every prayer warrior she could find and then made some prayer warriors. She she yeah. bugged some people so much that they learned how to pray. <laughs> it's just wonderful to see you, Reverend Jackie. So good to see you, my brother. Tell us, how are you feeling today? Well, I'm feeling really good. I, I, I'm grateful to God to be seen. I'm grateful to God for life, health, and strength, and um, I thank God how he has um, um, brought me back to life, and uh, I had no idea what was happening to me, but God um, knew, and, um, and God has um, really done a miraculous work in me because I had no idea um, when I caught the virus that I was um, um, near death's door, and um, I'm grateful to God that um, even though I had no idea um, I went right into a coma right after I went to the hospital and I didn't wake up for another three months. But right now, um, I'm grateful that I'm able to walk because when I got out of the virus, I couldn't walk and um, couldn't talk. And um, and but thank be to God, the Lord has allowed me to be able to walk without any devices at all. I'm able to talk and um, and they said I wasn't going to be able to talk above a whisper, but I'm I'm still here and yes. I'm grateful and um and I'm just glad. To, um, thank God, I'm I'm, I'm totally changed, um, um, both that, both spiritually and physically, um, because of what God has done. My God, what a, what a journey you've been on! You said you were in a coma for nearly three months. Good yeah. God Almighty, and God has just preserved you. I tell you. Yeah, those three months. Um, I wanted to share that with you. Is, um, during those three months, I was in a coma. Um, I caught the virus from my father um, in New Jersey. And um, I was, um, they have not heard from Bishop um, Jackie Williams Sr. And, um, and, you know, being that's my father, I wasn't going to let him um, be home by himself. So I drove down to Jersey to um, check on my father. And um, he was um, very ill. And uh, I found him on the floor. And um, when I walked in and, um, and, Thank God he was alive. 
And so I um, took care of him for five days because he refused to go to the hospital at first. And so I took care of him, but because I was so close to him, I was bathing him and taking care of him. And um, I was actually having to sleep with him in the bed because um, he would get up in the middle of the night and wander off and I uh, had to hold on to his hand. And so during that time, um, I um, contracted the virus and I was able to get my father to go to the hospital. But after he left, um, I felt exhausted and I thought I was just exhausted because I was, it was exhausting taking care of him for those five days. But then I realized that um, I was showing signs of the virus and I checked myself in at the emergency room that next morning um, at, the, at the hospital in New Jersey. And uh, thank God uh, when I got there, um, they told me I had pneumonia as well as the virus. And so when I um, got there, something in my spirit gave me a check, checked my spirit that said, don't stay here. And I called my doctor back in uh, Connecticut and he um, um, made sure that I had transportation back to, um, to Connecticut. And I, I don't um, know why my doctor did that, um, but I wasn't really expecting him to do that, but I just knew that I couldn't stay there and I was going to um, stay there um, anyway, only because uh, I really had no other alternative, but my doctor gave me an alternative. And he um, said that he was going to um, transport me back to Connecticut and off his dime, mm. off his dime. Mm. And, um, and so I knew wow. right then in the favor of God um, on my life that he will uh, pay for an ambulance to come pick me up in New Jersey to bring me back to Connecticut. And, um, and it was a good move because I found out about a week ago when I went to my first appointment that the reason why he made that um, decision was because the doctor he spoke to at the hospital where I was had already made up their mind they I was going to die. There was no way I was going to survive. And he had already given up on me. And so I had no idea that was the case. That's what made him transport me back to New Jersey, to the Connecticut, rather. And so I thank God when I got there to Connecticut, I immediately, they immediately put me in induced coma. Um, and I've been in the coma for three months. And during those three months, I was um, going through a series of nightmares, um, one right after another. I kept, um, it, it was not a moment where I wasn't going through a, a nightmare. And a lot of people don't realize that that is a common um, side effect of being in the ventilator. Um, and also they put me in what they call the ECMO. Um, that's when they um, take blood out of your body and oxygenate it and purify it and then put it back in your body. And um, I was um, totally unaware of what was happening to me. A lot of things was happening. A lot of drugs was going through my body and, um, and nothing was working. Nothing worked. And I thank God that um, that I have a praying wife that kept praying because they kept telling her that um, I was in critical condition and that um, nothing was working. The ventilator didn't work, the ECMO didn't work. And um, at some point they told her that she would probably have to go ahead and start preparing for my funeral because um, nothing, the only thing keeping me alive was the ventilator and they were gonna have to turn it off. And um, I'm totally unaware of what's happening. Only thing I'm aware of is I'm living a nightmare in my, um, in, while I'm in the ventilator. But I want to say this though, this is what my takeaway from this whole thing. While I was in the ventilator, even though I was going through nightmares, God didn't take the nightmares away, but he was with me every step of the way. While I was in that ventilator, um, those nightmares 
was um, so scary that I was told that my blood pressure um, physically um, when I was in the ventilator was um, was shooting up and um, and my pulse was shooting up to the point they thought I was going to have a heart attack because I was so afraid. But it was God that calmed me down because he spoke to me and allowed me to um, to hear his voice. And he said three things to me while I was in my nightmares. I love you. I won't leave you and you won't die. And uh, it, by the time I got to the second dream, it was uh, I was no longer afraid. But I thank God, Bishop. I'm, I'm not going to talk the whole entire time. I don't know. Maybe I have no, no, questions no, for I, me. You, but you're talking fine. I, I thank God that. Uh, but I just um, I thank God that when I was going through all of this, I didn't realize um, that God was um, giving me a, a lesson how to walk through the valley of shadow of death. And it, it, that's how it felt. It felt like that God was teaching me how to walk through the valley of the shadow of death because he was with me every step of the way. I can actually hear um, the saints praying for me. I didn't know where it was coming from, but I could hear it. And I was able to hear God's voice reminding me, I won't leave you. I love you and you won't die. And that gave me a, such a peace and calm that when I went through from one nightmare and each nightmare was darker than the one before. And a lot of people don't realize that everyone who goes through the ventilator, that is a side effect of being in one, uh, especially as long as I have been. Um, they should have already given up on me long before those three months, but they kept trying. And my wife kept on um, praying. And I, uh, I was told from one of the nurses, one of the doctors, that my wife and I probably, I'm going to let her um, share from her perspective uh, what, how she felt during that time. But I was told by one of the doctors that when they told her that I was going to die, and um, in fact, I did die um, June 7th. June 7th, I actually died, and the Lord brought me back. Even after the, um, they told my wife that, uh, the doctor told me, said, um, your wife is a prayer warrior. And he used the term warrior, and I was kind of surprised that he would use that term. And eventually, uh, I, um, I asked him what, what happened. He said, um, he said, when I told her that um, that you were you were definitely going to die, and there was no way that we, we were going to be able to save you, um, she said, I don't care what religion you are, but we're going to pray. My husband shall live and not die. And I thank God for a woman Go that would not give up. And she kept on saying, even when I was, they said I was gone, they she kept right on praying. He's coming through the door. I, I, my wife had my children so involved in faith that um, every morning, from what I was told, she had them hugging me um, every morning. Um, not, not, but they just pretended that I was walking through the door, and they hugged me every morning while I was in the ventilator. But I, I let her tell her her point of view of what she went through because. I only could tell you what she said to me, but um, but she can tell you better how she felt and the pain and the agony that she went through during that time. Yeah, Praise first the Lord, please, everybody. Please um, join us. I'm I so glad see, to have I'm you. I'm overwhelmed. Hold up. Uh, you say something, Bishop? Saying we're so glad to have you on the call. Come, go ahead. Speak. Tell us. Are you about to say you're overwhelmed? Go right ahead. Yeah, I was overwhelmed when he walked through that door because we was taking. Faith, literally walking by faith, that Jackie will come back through that door. And I told the children, grab hold of it. I said, you want to see your daddy? He's coming through that door right now. And the children began to hug him like it was there and say, we miss you, dad. And, and then when he was in the ventilator, 
we would quote his favorite scripture, Jeremiah 29 and 11. That is his favorite scripture. And he wanted Derek. Derek was 10 at the time. He told Jack, he just had a birthday. He, I mean, he told me, Dad said, if I learn that scripture, he gonna buy me something. But I said, if you learn this scripture, no, Daddy gonna get up out of that ventilator. And he began, he quoted the Jackie every morning. We would call around about 12 o'clock and he was in the ventilator, he was in the air culture. He was in all that. And they showed me his picture one day, Bishop. I mean, showed me, I phoned him. And when I looked, I couldn't do nothing but cry. And I told him, I said, you know what? I don't want to see the picture no more because I, they had his eyes closed like still because they said he might wake up and move and they didn't want him to move because his blood pressure and everything would go up. To make a long story short, you know, how we got in our house, going to my house, how we got in our house was by faith. We walked that thing all the way. If I can do it for a house, I know definitely I can do it for my husband. I said, Jackie, you shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Praise God. And, and every day I would get the news from the doctor. How's he doing? Well, he doing better. And I would tell the church, but I would tell Bishop Watson, one that was really praying, I would tell them what Jackie was going to. Because others, I want them to keep the faith. Bishop Watson needed to know, and the other uh, intercessor prayer was wanted to know each detail. And when they begin to pray and we begin to touch on one accord, Something did happen. Look at him now. God brought him out. Praise God. He lost weight. He said he lost one of me because he lost over 100 pounds. <laughs> but I thank God. You know, it was a miraculous miracle, Bishop, that the Lord brought him through. And it was the prayers of the saints that helped me bring him through. Yeah, death came at his door, but he couldn't have him because his work wasn't finished. Amen. Look at God, miraculous yeah. miracle. Yeah. I'm so yeah. happy today, yeah. more God. than ever before. Thank to God you, be the Thank glory. You. Amen. Look glory God. to God. Amen. Thank Look you, Lord. God. Hallelujah. Mm. <clears throat> I, I, I can say, Bishop, uh, Go right ahead. Uh, one of the things that I, I, I um, as much as I thank God for being alive, um, that wasn't the blessing of my whole experience. Mm -hmm. As much as I, and please, I am, I just want to make it clear, I am grateful that God let me live because um, he didn't have to. So many great men and women of God and people have passed while I was in the ventilator. And, um, and I am grateful that he chose to bring me back. Um, but that, as much as that is a blessing, that's not the blessing. The blessing that I received that was paramount to me was my experience of God's love while I was in the ventilator. Um, most people, when you hear me talking about the nightmares, a lot of you probably likely is going to focus in um, the nightmares. That's a horrible way to, to have, that's a horrible experience, but it is nothing like going through a dark place with the presence of God with you, knowing that you're gonna be okay. And um, he didn't take the dark, he didn't take the nightmares away. He didn't take um, my experience in the um, in, uh, of the nightmares away, but he did let me know he was there, and I felt his love, and um, and I thank God that uh, that experience of uh, of the presence of God, the experience of His love wrapping me around, wrapped me and protected me, and um, I can truly say, according to what Psalm sixty three says that your loving kindness is better than life. Mm. And my experience of his loving kindness was so, um, so 
ravishing, so fierce for me um, that it changed my perspective of ministry um, today. I have decided um, based on what I've gone through that I've wanted to be a student of God's passion for me. I want to know, I want to be a student of that. I want to um, be a student of God's love because I realized that I love him because he first loved me yes. and I'm able to love him properly. I'm able to love him the more I understand his love for me. And I understood it in a greater way while I was in the ventilator and that I have never known. And um, I thank God that is the blessing for me that I, that God allowed me to experience his loving kindness while in the ventilator. And it changed my, it changed my life. It changed my spiritual experience. I'm with him, and now that I'm back and alive and, and, and vibrant and ready to um, do the work of the Lord, um, it is my focus that I will um, help people understand how much God loves them because I understood right then um, in the video later that we have no idea the depth and the height and the breadth and the length of God's love for us, that we are to increase in that knowledge of his love for us because we have no idea and and when we have been forgiven much we love much and i know that i was forgiven much and i i had a deeper understanding of how god has really um went to great lengths to um to walk with me because I, I i didn't do anything to deserve it and um but god did it for me anyway and i just wanted to just encourage people on two things um, while we're on this line is to take the coronavirus very seriously. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Uh, it is very serious. It's very, um, uh, one of the symptoms, one of the things that I had to deal with was um, having to not be able to breathe, um, uh, not just the nightmares, but couldn't breathe. And they had to put me in a coma. And, um, and I thank God that going through all of that and coming back to life has um, ultimately not only changed my life it changed my family's life my children's faith has increased as a result of this because they they the reality and the realization of me walking through the door uh, my wife had placed that in their spirit the whole entire three months i was in a coma that i was coming through the door and um and i did i walked through the door they didn't know i was coming home and um and i was going to everything that the lord said that was taken from me while i was in the ventilator my, when I woke up, I, I couldn't walk because uh, I was in my uh, I experienced what they call atrophy on my in my limbs, my legs. I couldn't wash myself. I couldn't dress myself. I couldn't do anything. But um, and I was exhausted just um, just trying to um, to just wake up in the morning. It was exhausting. It was exhausting. But I thank God I'm walking without a device. I thank God that I'm able to dress myself. I can stand, I can walk. I walk um, around the block um, twice a day and um, I'm getting stronger every day. Um, I lost over 100, 100 pounds and um, I'm keeping it down um, for the last week. Um, since I've been out, I've been keeping it down. Um, God fixed it so that I lost my, t my taste buds has changed. Everything that was unhealthy for me, I don't have a taste for it anymore. I don't like it. I, I, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good way to keep weight down. <laughs> Everything I liked before that was unhealthy, I don't have a taste for it anymore. I don't, it's nasty to me. I used to love drinking Coke and I can't stand the taste of it. Um, I, I love water. I taste water and it's, it's so good to me. And, um, um, I, um, uh, 
not only that I lose the weight, but I don't, I had diabetes before I came into, before I had the COVID. Now the doctor tell me I have no, I have no diabetes at all. My, I had heart, um, blood pressure issues um, before this, and I have no blood pressure issues at all. They said I have a blood pressure of a 16 year old. And so um, they, they, um, I'm constantly reminded um, by the doctors and the nurses um, that I'm, rac- um, I'm a mirror, a walking miracle. Um, they have, they said they have done so much to my body that they are surprised that I've not only that I lived, but that I'm able to recover the way I've recovered. And um, it really shocked them because some people thought I was dead um, at the VA hospital because someone had already um, passed the word out that I had died. And um, so, but when I came into that VA, it's walking and talking. And so a lot of people saw me, staff and patients, they were totally stunned to see me. And um, uh, I was so amazed by some of the stories that the doctors would tell me of what they, um, they would remember me. I wouldn't know them, but they would remember me. Some of them would come to my appointments that I had since I've been out um, just to see me because they have never seen anything like what God did for me. The miracle, one lady said when, she, when I started breathing again and when I started, my heart started beating again, it scared her so bad she screamed. Um, um, one lady, um, one nurse um, said, I'm going to start going back to church now because um, I've never seen anything like this. And one doctor was an atheist and he came and told me, he said, um, I've been an atheist all my life. And, and he said, but what I saw, I know there's a higher power because it is no way you should be in the condition that you're in right now because we have done everything um, that we can do for you from a medical perspective. And um, and we we were sure that it was meant for you to die because we have done things for you that we have not done for the average person. And so um, you you are a walking miracle. So, so he, he, he's, it changed his attitude about, about the existence of God. And so I, I'm grateful that just my life as a walking testimony to so many people that they're, um, they, they were there in the room. They watched me um, die. They watched me go through um, so much in, with my body. They know what they did to me. They know the drugs they have filled my body with. And, um, and I will tell you that even though I feel a lot better, um, there is some side effect of being in the ventilator. I still feel a little bit like I'm, um, I've been ran over by a Matt truck a little bit, but for the most part, um, that's something they said that to be expected because I've been in the ventilator for so long. And uh, ECMO um, also um, put a beating on my body, but I'm a lot stronger than they really expected me to be. And um, and one person said, you must have been a real strong man before, before that. And I said, well, no, this is all God. This is not nothing to do with me. It had a lot to do with God. And uh, I want to say to my brothers and sisters, thank y'all for praying for me, because um, while I was in the nightmares, God let me, like God took a, allowed me to take a break just to see the saints praying for me. I literally dreamt, and I couldn't see faces. I just saw images of the body of Christ um, all over the country praying for me, and I was able, to, I, I could hear them calling out, and I started thinking about um, uh, Elder Tasha and um, the intercessors and um, even in the dream, I was thinking about them. I said, that's got to be Sister Tasha. That's got to be, 
the intercessors right there. And um, and there were faces I did recognize, and but most I did not know. And the Lord was just saying, these are the faces that are crying out on your behalf because um, um, you mean so much to so many people. And uh, I really had no idea of, um, of how many people were praying for me, but it was like a sea of people praying for me, and I was able to see it. And um, and they were all in white and um, praying for me. And, uh, and I felt such a peace of knowing that my my wife was at the head of it all. She was um, leading, um, it seemed to me like a sea of people in prayer for me. And I thank God for each and every one that you literally prayed me right out of the grave. And um, and for that very reason, I would never ever be the same again. Uh, my um, perspective of ministry have been transformed. My physical health has been transformed. But I, I don't want you to forget um, the fact that um, as much as I am grateful uh, of God's um, bringing me back, I thank God for his love. I, I, thank you, Jesus. Thank God for his love. Because I, I never had that. I've always known God loved me. But that those nightmares exposed the level of love that he had for me that I have never known. And God began to let me know right right away, Jackie, this is just the tip of the iceberg. You have no idea how much my love I have for you. And I need you to go back and tell my people, you have no idea how much my love goes deep for them. And that they should be students because they can't properly love me if they don't know how much I love them. And he doesn't, and I, um, I am so moved by life and moved by God's love that I, I, I'm going to take advantage of this second chance to do the work that he gave me a second chance to do. And I, I, I'm, I'm taking it easy and I'm taking care of myself. I'm not trying to rush myself. I just know that uh, every day I wake up, I said, thank God, because um, he didn't have to do it. But I'm so glad he did. I'm so glad he did. And so I'm, I, I thank God for you, Bishop. Uh, my wife said you were a source of, of encouragement to her during that time and, and, um, and, and calls helped her to be stable. Um, um, she said she, when she would cry and, um, um, and then she would pray and cry and pray and cry and pray. And um, it reminded me of the song that I sang um, when I was at Shiloh. And um, you prayed and cried. You prayed and cried. And uh, yeah. um, I, I, forgot the, I forgot the name of the song right off the top of my head. But I remember at the end, I was like, you prayed and you cried. And you prayed and you stand. cried. And, I, and my wife, she prayed and she cried. And she prayed and she cried. And uh, I thank you so much, Shalom, for praying for me. Um, you probably don't realize that your prayer meant a whole lot to, to God because he heard you. And he heard every word that you asked for, every each one of you that called my name out. Thank you for praying for me because I'm still here because you called my name out. But I just want to let you know that um, that um, God is 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 so in love with you that you have no idea. And I thank you, Bishop, so much for allowing me to come and just share with you. I don't. There's so much that I'm learning about this virus and about what I went through. Because the doctors are telling me as I run into, I hear different stories and uh, 
Um, I was in such a critical condition that they had to have two nurses around me um, for 24 hours a day. Two nurses, not one, two. And um, I kept, uh, and at some point I heard someone calling me and while I was in my, in the ventilator saying, come on back, Jackie, come back, come on back. I, I, I did hear that. I didn't know um, uh, it was coming from the crowd of people that were praying for me. Come on back, come on back, come on back. And, um, and I, I was actually drifting away from them. And then I started drifting back towards them because I kept hearing, come on back. Mm -hmm. And I found out when I woke up, it was Debbie. Mm -hmm. uh, called my name now, come on back. And uh, I thank God that, um, that Debbie was a real close confidant for my mm -hmm. wife during this whole time. And thank you, Debbie, for um, being a true sister, um, keeping my wife company and praying with her and being there um, um, calling me back I heard you I I, um, I I heard you and said come on back and and I thank God that that there were so many people that just repeated over and over again the um, God he should live and not die and I'm still here I'm still here Bishop thank you Reverend, uh, I'm I'm just I'm overwhelmed with your testimony, and there's just a couple of things I want you to share. Um, you know, we talked about this uh, the other day, and your your take on this was so important for the body of Christ to hear. I we talked about why it is you lived, and other men and women of God passed away. Yeah. You were telling me about about this idea that God put in your spirit. And yeah. I want to see if you can share anything about that. I was stunned. I, I, I was feeling a little guilty for a while because I, um, when, after I came out of the virus and I have heard so many people, great men and women of God who had passed away that I felt more deserving to live than I did. And because um, a lot of them I admired and I knew they were doing great work in ministry and um and i was i was somewhat feeling bad that i'm hurt um about it and and i said lord they were more deserving to live than me why would you bring me back and uh, i know that may sound kind of bad but they were that's how i felt i felt like there were people who was more deserving to be brought back than me and the lord told me did you think that i brought you back because you deserved it you you didn't deserve it in fact, anybody I bring back don't deserve it. Um, he said, and are you implying that the ones who died deserve to die? And that, um, and I said, no, God. Um, he said, no, I brought you back because it was my sovereign will to bring you back. And I can trust that you would do that what I told you to do. And, um, and so I thank God the Lord put it in my spirit to, to look at this whole perspective that I'm not back because I deserved it. It was, I'm back because of the sovereign will and the providence of God to allow me to come back um, to do the work and that because he can trust me that um, that I would do that what he called me to do and I thank God that um, that he was reminding me that it was by his grace not because I deserved it because I was implying when I said that that there was other people more deserving than me and he dismissed the whole idea that of anyone anyone deserving to live and um and i i i was so humbled by it that i realized that 
I'm totally, I am totally in the hand of God um, when it comes to this miracle. Um, I'm totally in the hand of God. God didn't bring me back because I was so special, not because I was better than anyone. Um, and he didn't let me live because I was worse than anyone. He was just saying, Jackie, it was just my will that you do, that you live. And I thank God that I'm still here and for the glory of God. And um, as I prepare myself physically and mentally and spiritually, I'm, I'm, my objective is to um, share the, um, the ministry of love uh, everywhere I go uh, about the depth and the height and the breadth. And because I, I remember um, reading I, um, from Ephesians 3, 17 through 19, um, that was Paul's prayer request is that we would comprehend um, the breadth and the height and the length uh, of God's love for us. And um, he knew that we couldn't comprehend it without mental, um, um, physical understanding, but he knew that by the spirit, that if we grew in that knowledge of his love, that we will um, be able to um, love much. And, uh, and that love much means that we will serve with great love um, for one another. And I really believe that God is, is doing a great thing, a great move in the earth. And it's going to begin with our understanding of his love for us. Um, we, we, um, we're not being a good student of God's love like we should. And, um, and I, I know personally I was, uh, but I've discovered that um, I got to now be a student of God's love for me. Amen, man. That's that's so important. You know, you know. Sometimes when our work is complete, God will take people from labor to reward, and it's all in the sovereignty of God, as you as you put it. And God has you here for a reason. And uh, we thank God for those believers that have passed before us, and we thank God that God, in His mercy, decided to keep you here. Uh, and yeah. it's interesting to me that you talked about learning God's love in the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, during that season you were in there, I was preaching from Psalm 23 nearly that entire time. Uh, we were talking about going through it. And uh, thank God, God taught you a, a great lesson, but he also was teaching us, and you're now helping us to get a completeness of it, of both his sovereignty, his love, and his mercy, and that and that I guess the text says goodness and mercy, following goodness us mercy. all the days of our life, and so we thank God for it. You know, I was um, I was thinking, um, it's interesting when you went down to New Jersey. We talked on your way down, and I was not crazy about you going. And I understand uh, your beautiful wife tried to to <laughs> keep you from going. You, there's something about that love that you have for people that I think is why people love you so much. You can't help yourself. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just in you, you know, to be there for your father was in you. And she couldn't talk you out of it. I couldn't talk you out of it. It's just, it's just who you are. But while you were there, even though you did the best you could, when you woke up, you found out about your father. What, yeah. what happened? Yeah. Mom, um, I found out that, um, after I woke up, I, uh, first person I asked for was my wife, and um, and I really wasn't even. Uh, I'm I was still a little bit confused because, as far as I was concerned, it was still April, 
um, not realizing it was now in the middle of June when I woke up. Um, and then after I asked for my wife, um, it may be, uh, I kept asking for my father and no one wouldn't say anything. And um, they just, everybody was, my wife didn't want me to know right away because um, she wanted me to focus on um, taking um, recovering. And, um, but I found out uh, my father passed away um, while I was in the ventilator. In fact, on my birthday, um, while, cause I was in the ventilator on my birthday and that's the day that he passed away. And uh, I, I want to say that um, um, growing up, me and my father had a very volatile relationship uh, growing up. And then when I got saved, I, um, uh, and um, about, I, when I got saved, meeting him had reconciled and, um, and the Lord had brought us together in a, in a, in a very unique way. And, um, and I thank God for my daddy because when I was taking care of him, he said that, um, he said, all I need is Jesus and my son. And um, it, it, it hurt me to hear that my father, I was more in shock um, to hear that my father had passed away. And, um, and all I had was the memory of those five days that I had with him. I was the last with him. And, um, and I remember when he went to the ambulance, not knowing it would be the last time I would ever see him. I remember seeing him smile like nothing was wrong. And it was like, um, and, um, and before he went to the ambulance, he said, I knew you would come. Out of all my babies, I, I knew you would be the one to come for me. And, uh, and he said, um, all I need is Jesus and my son. And my father had never in his life ever told me he loved me. He just showed me, but he never said, it's not something that he would actually say. And um, he said it over and over again, the whole time, the five days I was there, over and over again. Like he was trying to make up for lost time of saying it. And, um, and he smiled at me. And I, I, I watched him as, they, as the ambulance pulled off all the way down maybe three blocks and i and i could still see his smile through the window of the ambulance as he was they were pulling away and um so when i heard that my daddy had passed it, it broke my heart but then the lord spoke to me said you'll see him again and um and you shall not grieve as one who hath no hope but you will see him again your daddy was very proud of you and how far you have come with your life and um, I'm grateful that I've had those five days with him. Um, I, I took the time and um, I remember him saying to me when I was bathing him, he said, uh, it's come to this. He said, I, I remember bathing you when you was a baby and now you have to bathe me. And, and he said, and he looked up at me uh, with his eyes and said, son, I'm, I'm just grateful as you uh, bathing me now. And uh, he said, because I still remember when I first bathed you when you was a baby. And um, and it was a very sweet time that I had with my father. And it did break my heart to hear that. But not only did he die, my best friend, chairman of the deacon board of my church, died while I was gone. I found out about that. And um, in fact, half my deacon board um, had died. Half of them are gone. And I woke up with half my deacon board had passed away from the virus half up and um and i was so hurt of hearing different people who had passed away in my church and um and i and i i, I was constantly um 
hearing different ones who had passed away and um but um god was constantly comforting me through the whole process and um because i was still trying to recover i was still having some confusion about what was real what was not real because of the um, nightmares i've had there were some things i thought was real and and um that was not real and uh and um and that's just one is um the confusion that happens when you've been in the, in the ventilator for so long and i thank god i have my mind back but i thank god uh, most of all bishop um of those five days i had with my dad and um and um and i was able to um connect with him like i've never connected with him before uh and i i am grateful for those five days regardless of what i've been through i've had a connection with my dad that i have never had with him uh, before what what's really amazing and i praise god for that that connection what's amazing is while you went up there for your father because he was sick your mother was already in the hospital and already trying to recover from COVID 19 as well and uh yeah. what what is a what is just so awesome is that while you were in the hospital working coming through your ordeal uh nisi uh, went and has now brought mama down since she's recovered to be with you all yeah. I, I just what what a woman what a woman of god uh, you, yeah. you want to share anything about that since nisi mama yeah. law down there with? yeah uh, <laughs> i thank god you know i uh when i first married jackie um uh, you know how they say your mother-in-law, but she said, don't call me an in-law. She said, uh, you are just a daughter and I'm your mom. And she had treated me like that. And uh, it had been, words um, uh, can't explain it, uh, Bishop. Since mom been in this house, we have, we do pray, but we have more prayer than ever before. She's a praying woman too. And so I just thank God for, and she go for a walk. She she usually don't walk. She go for a walk. She haven't got around the block yet, but she go for a walk. And thank God, but well, you know, um, she have a moment of you know about dad. But she's a woman of God that loves to pray. And uh, I just thank God for having her in this house. And she just added to the blessing in this house. That when Jackie came home, she came with us, and it's just a blessing to have her here. And I thank God for. I, I I wanted to also say, Bishop, that um I thank God for my wife. Um, um she didn't have to bring my mother um to Connecticut. Um, she didn't have to, and um, but she had my mother already situated, not only um in the house, but got her a doctor, um, got her all situated with um, all the cares that she needed, and um and she was there emotionally for my mother um, when um, when she's because she been married to my father for 66 years and um and they've been um and i i cannot imagine the pain my mother's going through and my wife and my children was made themselves available to her to to help her to get through it and she like my wife says she had her good days and bad days um, um missing him but for the most part um god has allowed her to be able to pray her way through it and also being surrounded um, every now and then we would leave the house and um, um, to go and get her some ice cream, just Thank take her you. for a ride and get some ice cream. And then she will go shopping and then she's back to herself and she'll be all right for a while. And then she will get depressed a little bit about missing him. And so I actually ought to continue to pray for my mother, um, but she's here. And I thank God for a wife that 
um, was willing um, to bring her into the home while I was gone and um, still yet in the hospital, still recovering. And, um, and my mother was, um, um, was extremely excited about being here and she's still excited about being with us. And um, I just thank God for my wife and we've been married. Um, I have a deeper love for my wife than, I, than you cannot imagine, uh, a deeper connection um, than like never before. And um, um, thank you, baby. Amen. I just want. I, I just needed to get that moment out there. It's just so wonderful to see uh, the way you two have handled this crisis. Um, and uh, you know, I was thinking about it. You know, God has been so good. Uh, you went to the hospital in New Jersey, took an ambulance to the VA in West Haven, from West Haven over to Yale, from Yale back to West Haven to the VA. And then from the VA to Gaylord. Yes. Almost four months from start to yes. finish. That's a journey, brother. That's a serious, serious. And it was the most precious journey. journey, but it was the most um, um, enlightening journey. Um, God did not let me go through that journey without introducing himself to me in a way that I've never known him. And uh, I thank God for his grace and his mercy and, uh, and for the saints that prayed. Um, I, I can say this, Bishop, um, that uh, I have a deeper love for God like I never had before. And, um, and I know that um, we tend to use the word love very flippantly. Um, we tend to define God's love based on our personal experience with love in our lives. And God said, my love is so far above that that you and that's the reason why it's, um so much is um we can't properly love him back because you can't our love is not good enough to love him back um we need um that agape love that love that that can only be um shed abroad that's shed abroad in our hearts that god has um, the holy spirit can show us and um i got an exposure to that love that um that let me know during my four-month journey that I've never had before. Um, I thought I did, um, but I now see, and I don't, I'm not ashamed to say I, I thought I did. And just in case there's someone listening who said, I already know that God loves me. That's a, that's a simple um, lesson. But um, you, the reality is that um, if you were anything like me, most people have no idea and uh, of, the, uh, of God's love for them. And because it would change your life if you even got a glimpse of it. And we can never exhaust it, um, that knowledge of God's love. So I thank God for his love. And as I said earlier, being alive is a blessing, but it's not the blessing. The main blessing for me is that I've discovered that his loving kindness is actually really, I mean, really better than life. And I am thankful for that experience. Hallelujah. You know, um, Mount Bethel has... Uh was so delighted and praising God when you got out. Uh, I understand mm -hmm. that when you when you finally uh, left, well, first of all, when you left the the, uh, the the rehab center, I understand folk came out to say goodbye, and you sang. Uh, yeah, I sang, yeah, I, I, I was, um, um, when I got ready, when they rolled me out of my room um, at Gaylord, because when I got to Gaylord, they had to pick me up in, in a Hoyer lift 
to put me in bed and uh, everywhere I went, I had to be carried because I couldn't walk. And, um, and then to come out of there walking without a device, without using anything. And Gaylord, I, I have to applaud them. They did a wonderful, they worked me hard. It was a, a real workout every single day for, uh, from nine in the morning to um, about 3.30 in the afternoon. I was always in the gym um, trying to learn to walk, also to breathe. I, I still had a trach in my throat, and which was, it felt like I had a golf ball in my throat and it stayed in there for about a month or so. And, um, and then when they took it out, um, I, they, wanted to, they didn't want to take it out until they were sure I was able to breathe um, and uh, breathe on my own. And I was able to breathe on my own. And then they thought I was never going to talk. But when I came out, when I when they got ready to, to when I got ready to leave from Gaylord, as soon as I rolled out, they played over the speaker. We are the champions. Um, as I was rolling me out the room, and all the patients who um, um, that I was there, all the nurses came out and applauded me as I was coming down the hall. And I was um, so amazed because I had interaction with. A lot of people there, um, staff and the patients, and trying to encourage them and remind you. I, I have already began my ministry of, of, of sharing God's love um, um, to the point where I had no idea that um, I shared so much that uh, it really um, touched a lot of people's lives. And they came out of their rooms, and that, and the nurses came out, and they followed me all the way to the front entrance. And um, doctors and nurses, it had been about a hundred people. Um, standing there um, just to um, to see, see me off and I had the chance uh, and they told me that I wasn't going to be able to sing again because um, the trait that was in my throat had scraped my vocal cords and I had, and I God fixed it so that I had a, a occupational therapist that was um, just happened to be a professional um, singing coach and she so she not only helped me out to um, to get in and out of the tub and, and um, do things around the house. Um, she also took time to teach me to get my voice back. She taught me how to do the exercises that I needed. And she said, you're gonna sing, you're gonna sing again. And, um, and apparently um, the favor that God gave me was that there was a lot of people at VA that had friends at um, Gaylord and they told them uh, a lot about me. And so they knew me before I showed up at Gaylord and one of the things that they highlighted was the fact that I sang. And so she, um, I, I was convinced I wasn't going to sing anymore. I was, I was just thankful that I was able to talk. And so I thank God I was able to sing Amazing Grace because that's what, it, that's what this whole journey was about. It was amazing. God's grace was so amazing to me. And I, I sung that song um, in such a way that um, it wasn't just a song, it was a testimony of God's love and His grace for me. And, and also, I wanted them to know that they were hands of God's grace to help me to walk and to talk and to get to the place where I'm singing. And, um, and a lot of people just crying and uh, um, wanted to give me a good send off. And I thank God they um, really uh, blessed my life. Um, but, and also, um, it was um, just a lot of them um, still called and check on me through check on me to see how I'm not doing and um, and I, I promised that I would come back soon as this um, the pandemic is over with to go back and say hello and they said um, thank God for it so, so they put it on their website um, the, of my singing to them before I left and so I'm back to singing again.
<laughs> what you say? Yeah. yeah. Hit it. What you say, it. sir? Amazing. I, I sang Grace. Amazing Grace. And um, uh, the song I'm singing now these days is uh, um, is uh, Love Lifted Me. And um, because that's, that's an expression of what my journey was about. Love Lifted would you, Me. Would you just do a couple of bars of it for me, Jack? Yeah, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea he heard my despairing cry and from the waters he lifted me now safe am i love the When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Oh, love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help. Love my God, my brother, I love you, man. You all blessed us today. And, uh, you know, the last yeah. thing I just, we're closing, but I want to tell you, since Nisi is so, so proud of you, that's why I keep mentioning this. But when you came home, you got to the house, and virtual hugs turned into physical hugs. And then the body yeah. of Christ, the, the saints from Mount Bethel, uh, I heard about this. My cousins called me. They were so happy yeah. to be in that line. They came streaming they down came the street. Yeah, they came through the streets, and I was totally surprised when I came in uh, my... Uh, my whole church um, got in their cars and they drove through my neighborhood. I live in a cult, just blowing their horns. And um, they didn't get out, they just blew their horns. And, uh, and it was like cars just coming from everywhere. And then my neighbors came outside the front doors of their houses and applauded my and welcomed me home. And um, it was um, a great expression of love. And um, a lot of them um, just came, they just rolled around the cul-de-sac three or four times, just honking the horns. And um, some of my neighbors, they, they didn't know what was going on. And um, the ones that didn't know what was going on, a lot of them knew. But the ones that didn't know, they jumped in their cars and joined the, the parade of cars driving through the neighborhood and honking their horns and um, just welcoming me on. I, all I could do was cry. I, all I could do was cry. It really took me off guard. And, um, and I thank God. For Mount Bethel and how they um, prayed for me and um, thank God how they um, showed me so much love um, when I got home by showing up and I don't know where they were hiding all those cars 
because um, when I pulled up in front of my house, I didn't see a car nowhere in sight um, and on, on anywhere on the streets where I was at. But apparently they were hiding um, in a few, about a, about a, um, a couple of blocks away, um, or, organizing. And then they came through the neighborhood and they called me and let them know I, I was right on the front porch. And um, and they came through and I had no idea what was getting ready to happen. And uh, next thing I know, cars was honking and, and balloons everywhere. And um, it was, then my neighbors came outside and it was just a, a wonderful time of, of, of feeling of the love of the saints. That's a great place, man. We love you. Sister Nisi, was there anything else you wanted to add before we close? We are. Uh, one thing I wanted to add, Bishop, very shortly. Every doctor that touched my husband, I said, hold on, could I have prayer with you? Because they can't do nothing without God. That's all I wanted to add. And thank my um, shallow and other churches, and especially you, um, Bishop Watts and uh, Debbie for being there for me. And I just thank God for the miraculous miracle he's done. And he's continued to work on Jack. And I love you guys. And I just love you. <laughs> we love you all. You've done my heart good today, man. And I, I didn't know if you had the strength to do an interview this long, but God has given you great strength and preserved you. Yeah. And that beautiful voice is still there. Thank you for singing for us and ministering to us. And uh, we want you to know, man, if there's ever anything we could do, you let us know. And we love you and we welcome you back to earth. We, we thank God that every nightmare, every hallucination, every dark cloud, every bad dream is going to completely be dissipated and that God's going to give you sweet, sweet sleep. And uh, we thank God for your household and for those beautiful babies over there. I know they're so happy to have you home. We're thanking God for you. I love you, and we love you. Your Shiloh family love you. Shiloh, this has been a blessing. I want y'all to celebrate with us, Reverend Jackie and First Lady Nisi Williams and the whole Bethel Church. We are grateful to God that God preserved you. Thank God. Thank you for joining with us tonight. We are just blessed that you were able to be a part of this. Wow, what a great conversation. My brother has been through it, but the God we serve has preserved him for God's own reason and for God's own purpose in his sovereign will. He's here to continue doing a great work on behalf of the kingdom of God. I will never hear that song again. Love lifted me the same way because when he got to that part, when nothing else could help, love lifted me. I hope you walk in that divine love that when nothing else can help, love will lift you up. May God's peace and God's grace and God's mercy be with you and your family and may you know the love of God and may you walk in that love with one another. This has been another time. I love you. Go in peace. And the peace of God go with you. Shalom.